first time I met Chad, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember that one, Chad? I don't remember. I, I mean, it was probably in Anthony's room, probably on Dallin's bed, <laughs> probably playing a guitar. Like that I'm would sure be... I asked you if we were related the first time. Yeah, I... it was probably something <laughs> like that. Like I, I remember lots of guitar being played. I remember, I remember the wings of hair. Um, those that was that was a big deal. <laughs> that was a big deal. That, that, was, that was those were. Those were a big deal in my life, Chad. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you knew that or not. No, um, yeah, but I don't. I don't have a, a definite memory of of when I first met Chad. Lots of Chad memories, but not um, when we met. I can't remember it. Can't either. Any? Uh, I don't know. Should we? What happened after? So, is your freshman year pretty? straightforward you you got that group of friends and you stayed with that group of friends the whole time because that's what chris chris was i think chris was friends with nate walker was that chris with nate walker for i, I started with nate walker for like a month was that you and yeah yeah hmm. chris well, hung out more with dan we talked about last time. okay yeah yeah i hung out with christian more the first semester because uh, then he got busy with lacrosse and we didn't hang out as much after that. Um, one of my first friends was actually Ryan Gladden um, because we had a film class together. Um, and another friend was John, John who died because um, we had a film, multiple film classes together. Um, but Ryan, I think he and I, well, he left after one semester, I think. But also we, we kind of fizzled on friendship because he had like <clears throat> anger issues <laughs> yeah. and tried to beat down doors and did we, did we talk about that in the previous podcast no, let, let's talk about it i forgot all about it until right now so, <laughs> i forgot all about right yeah until I, right now so since it happened in my room i, I remember some of the specifics yeah you should go go <laughs> run wild um, that one so i think i don't know if someone had been dribbling a basketball or something earlier in the night um and Ryan, uh, I don't know if he was always this way, but his clock, his internal clock was not the fifth floor internal clock. Which he was like nor- sleep never and drink coffee. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I think he had already been upset about some noise earlier in the night and had talked to Dallin about it. And I don't know if Dallin was the perpetrator or not. I don't remember that part. But, but then... Uh, Brett, um, whatever his name is, Mangina uh, Brett, Brett. Yeah, Mangina <laughs> Brett. That was that Dude. was Will. That was Will's oh, roommate. Yeah, d- decides to antagonize him and, uh-huh. and runs down and starts pounding on his door as quickly as he can and like screaming like a like a monkey or something. <laughs> and and then and then Brett disappears. Like yeah, he goes somewhere else. Yeah, and. and we we hear that Ryan's waking up and like I don't know if he had yelled Dallin's name from down the hall, but so we close our door and turn the lights off, and and Ryan comes pounding down the hall and like knocks very hard and is like Dallin Dallin and. He's like, I know you're in there, Dallin. <laughs> and, and, and then, He's like five years old. And then, yeah. And then I got the reports later that he had like turned around 
and like was one like donk one foot but donkey kicking the door um like was kicking the door as hard as he could yeah and and he was like Dallin, i know i know you're in there <laughs> and we we were so afraid and like i mean those doors are like you know like bomb shelter sturdy but we yeah. were but there's but still we, like that two inch gap at the bottom. I'm sure yeah. that like he could fit like a, a fuse or something under your door and, and do and, harm, and right? And so I remember like whispering once during the loudest of it, but otherwise we like tried to keep dead quiet. Yeah. And and after, you know, and it was weird because he would kick the door and then he would like calmly talk for a while and then he would try to kick the door down again. Gosh. And yeah. and then uh, we eventually he he left. And I don't, I don't, I think, I think they made up about it actually later, but. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember, yeah. So he was one of my first friends and like, after that, I was like, man, like I need to be more careful. Like that, that's a scary friend, you know, like I don't want anybody to like be like a goat and just kick down my door or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, we like it snowed and he and I, we went, we were going to go like throw three sixties in his car. He, uh, Jeff Chambers and I, and before we left, like the, the DT parking lot, he had already wrecked into a curb and Jeff's head had like smashed against the window and Jeff had like a minor, like, like a pretty significant headache and like, and, and Ryan was just like cursing and saying it was our fault because like he didn't know how to drive in snow and we like made him do that and stuff. I was like, uh, where was he from? Do you remember? North North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. And there was another time that like the home teaching numbers were really low it was like oh, after he was the elder score president yeah it was like after, i remember this it was it was like after you know like month three when you realize that like the girls don't just want you to come flirt and stuff like uh, or maybe they did and you stopped flirting or whatever it was but the numbers were low that month and he like put up these numbers and just let like that awkward pause just sit there for like 30 seconds and then he put up some more numbers oh, and he, just he, awkward he also... paused it he also wrote up like in big letters, all is not well yeah. in Zion. Like, yeah, and like <laughs> and continue to draw like the seven layers of hell of Dante. It's oh. like, I don't know, man. So yeah, so but he was a, a fast friend who kind of fizzled. But but other than that, I think I stayed pretty tight with the the kids that uh I met first semester, I would say. Pretty much. And and one kid I, I wish we could find is Spencer, like computer hacker Spencer, yeah. red-haired Spencer. Yeah, he left after uh, first semester. No, he was there the whole oh, time. Yeah, he, yeah, he was there the whole time, and he was he was roommates with Josh. Yeah. And when I when I was roommates with Dorian, uh, Dorian had those turntables that he'd turn up really loud. Yeah. And it, it made Spencer so mad. <laughs> yeah. Just like rave music, you know. Yeah, Spencer was a rad kid. He and I were home teaching companions. And uh, and he also fixed my computer every time I got a virus from like, from Kazaa. Yeah, exactly. From like downloading, <laughs> just you know, ridiculous bootlegs and stuff. Yeah, Kazaa. <laughs> the other. I, I freaking yeah, I forgot that was the name of that. It was Kazaa Light, is what I had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember one time Anthony like tried to download his favorite like Sun Fizz commercial, which was a Sprite commercial, and he's like, "Dude, this was gonna be so funny," and it ended up being like something pretty. It, it was not the Sunfish commercial <laughs> that he thought it was going to be. It was people were naked and not doing good things. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes it was a little bit shady, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Well, Paul, any uh, interest in girls freshman year? Ooh, yes. uh, Chris interest. Was saying, Chris was saying that you had he kind of joined the anti-girl movement. Yeah, we, we definitely had the He-Man Woman Haters Club, um, and Chris was at the probably ringleader. Joey did well for us, like kind of being so cool and above like the dating world. <laughs> I, I swear, like everything Joey did was like. Gosh, that's what cool people would do. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be Joey, man. But then all the, uh, all the girls had huge crushes. Yeah, on and they had these Mondo crushes. So. And this kid was just like aloof. He's like, well, this is my hot girlfriend in Ethiopia or whatever. And she was like a babe. We're like, dang, fool. Like, like everything, everything you do is awesome, you know? Even your, your hot girlfriend is awesome. So, yeah. Um, crushes. Uh, one of my first memories – uh, like my first day at BYU, I, I was passing the whatever hall the girls lived in from our T. ward, T Hall. And um, Janica was carrying too many suitcases and she just like left one in the middle of the street. And I didn't know who she was, but I was like, whoa, she's pretty. And that's a suitcase. Maybe I can make something happen here, you know? And I picked up her suitcase and like followed her up without saying anything. And she was in her lobby and turned around to go get her other suitcase and there it was and there I was and I was like hey my name's Paul she's like hey I'm Janica and I think that's the last time we ever talked (laughs) (laughs) so um um, other crushes man I think I like I think I had a crush on everybody but they just weren't like reciprocated crushes I think I had (laughs) mad amounts of crushes they just they didn't come back to me in any positive way so yeah I home taught Melissa and um Crystal and I think I know for a fact I had a crush on both of them, but I also like wasn't sure what the separation of church and state was because I was the <laughs> home teacher, and and I felt like you know, a I didn't have a chance with either one of them, and b like I was their home teacher and I needed to be more dignified or whatever. So yeah, I think, but but everybody who <laughs> who used and abused Anthony and the car privileges and everything else like. Uh, I, I was probably in love with all of them at, at, at different times, to different degrees, probably. So, yeah. You didn't have a car, did you? Uh, no. My parents were trying to teach me that I could live without one. My, my parents bought me a new car my junior year of high school. I drove it my senior year, and I assumed that I was going to take it to college, and my mom was like... <laughs> nope, you need to learn how to not have a car. And I was like, but my little brother's like 13. Like, what's that new car going to do? She's like, doesn't matter. You're going with a bike. And I took a bike to school. So, so yeah, I had to bum rides with the best of them. Yep. Cold rides, as I recall, the back of a Datsun pickup. <laughs> <laughs> I had a car all through high school and had to leave it with my little brother. And then I took that car to California at the end of freshman year. And left it there on the side of the road. Just a like proper burial. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sean was driving it, and we got rear-ended oh, on the freeway. Oh. So I flew back from Sean's house. It oh, was great. That sucks. <laughs> but it sounds like it worked out well for you. Yeah. You, you got home. You're, you're Skyping me from Utah, so you must have made it back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember talking about um, not knowing what an Ethernet cable was mm-hmm. when I got home from my mission. I didn't know that computers were wireless right. or wireless internet. And I couldn't Dude. figure out how, how the internet connected or how to turn on a laptop. Or, it, was, it was way off. Oh, yeah. Fresh, freshman year, Dallin's dad, well, maybe he still does. Dallin's dad worked for HP. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, and Dallin's dad sent him a wireless internet card before the end of the year. And Dallin was like, yeah, there's wireless internet on campus. And I thought I was in Star Trek, man. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, what are you talking about? No, there's not. <laughs> that can't happen. <laughs> oh, that's it, it, it did not make sense to me. Yeah. When I got back, um, my brother was a, like, he did tons of graphic design and he was a, an art guy. So he said, you got to get a Mac. And I was like, Macs are are they good? Like are they you know compared to other computers? Like no, get a Mac. Got a so I had like a Power Book and a an iPod, and I like I didn't know that you could buy like full albums. So I was going through like iTunes song <laughs> by song and ninety nine cents at a time, like trying to like fill that thing up. It was yeah, and and then those are just those things you don't admit to anybody because everybody already thinks you're weird because you've been on a mission and you don't like you're just kind of awkward so yeah i know mean, that was kind of rough yep that's funny good times man wireless yeah and then uh you know that pizza place down by helaman halls yeah oh yeah that you yeah, could yeah. buy pizza with with dining plus money yeah, yeah. they would come well, deliver yeah yeah i remember yeah they deliver in like two hours or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> as your stomach's already eating it Dude, if, like, <laughs> if you went down there they brought it out to you 45 minutes later like even if you were sitting there yep and, that's like, right the gooeyest uh like cinnamon cinnamon <laughs> oh, like, were... sticks or whatever it's <laughs> yeah. like here's some dough with cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for paying us with fake money you fool i know you're not gonna leave me a tip <laughs> like, oh yeah i've forgotten about that stuff man <laughs> yeah i remember trying to order a pizza and we're like oh, i don't know their number and we we're trying to figure out their number and i think anthony was on the phone in his room and Dallin's like i'll just call him my cell phone and like, Dallin, you have a cell phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was cool had like i a, think he was the, the only one with a cell phone in yeah. freshman year had like a green screen had like one game you could play snake bite snake. if you yeah so yeah oh man and then i came back and everybody had a cell phone and flying cars and everything else it was crazy yeah so. everyone had pop collars and earbuds and ipods skinny and pants i, wanted, I like, wanted to punch him in the face yeah <laughs> pants you had to jump off your roof to get into and you're like what i just left like i remember that like all all the jinkos and stuff i was like what happened to those like what about my pants where i could fit my whole body in one leg but yeah. then i had the baggiest cargo pants freshman year yep. dude cargo pants dorian made fun of me in the facebook pictures for my cargo <laughs> pants <laughs> like just in case I go fishing and hiking, <laughs> I've got my pants. Well, on we would like wear them to church as if those were oh, dress yeah. clothes. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Huge yeah, like, Skechers boots and stuff. Yeah. On Will's walk video, Fred was wearing a tight white tee with really baggy cargo pants. Mm -hmm. That was that was the style. <laughs> I know. And I wonder if it was like BYU being a few years behind or. Or what it was, but yeah, my pants were huge. I remember Dorian stole a pair of mine, and he walked them to the point like they, they were like six inches shorter in the back because yeah, yeah, he had yeah. just like you know how all of your pants that was like style. ratted out in the back <laughs> because you got these mondo leg openings. Yeah, yep. forgotten about that. <laughs> Some good times, man. And then he came back from your mission, and everybody looked like John Walker from, but he was just two years ahead of it. Faux yep. hawks and pop Faux hawks, and pop collars and tight, tight jeans. Yeah. With a kind of like faded lines and maybe some designs oh, yeah. on the back pocket. 
Yeah, like weird crosses on the back. Yeah, pockets. crossings and sequins. <laughs> yeah, I, I never felt cool enough to buy those kind of pants. <laughs> like I, I didn't wear like my humongous pants anymore, but I never got like crosses and sequins. I, I was never confident enough to sport those things. Never got some bro pants. Never got some bro pants. Ugh. And now you can't even find those. So <laughs> I'm never going to get the chance. <laughs> I'm sure they're somewhere. I don't know. You got any funny stories? Some best stories that you remember? Oh, best stories, good stories. Uh, I wrote down a few things. Um, just yeah, if you have a list to go through, you yeah, can go through some things. Just, that just a little blip. I, re- I remember, um, like poo elevator or whatever. <laughs> like, just that, like our elevator always had like poo in it, <laughs> like, like in bottles, and like, like, and like. <laughs> And, and and we would walk in and be like, gosh, man, what is that smell? And it would take hours and somebody would lift like the the little glass of, like next to the light and be like, oh, it's a bottle of poo. Like who shat in yeah, a exactly. bottle, man? Like, like, I mean, like, like just the, the amount of the amount of like planning that that took, you know, like to to align all everything that needs to align to make sure that that happens you know yeah, that's it's one just, thing to go to the top of the stairs and then pee down the stairs but which happened with some frequency a bottle right that happened all the time yeah but the elevator yeah i remember that so there was so there was poo elevator and and when i wrote down poo elevator it also reminded me of um like the the monthly poo air which was like when oh, they I would just when they would like just Utah pump, Lake, right? Well, no, not Utah Lake. When they would come in and pump like sewer for like eight hours, and it would just smell like fanny all through. Oh, it's so gross! Because <laughs> the, right. the sewer police would like come over with their like their their, their Ghostbusters car and just like put it in the sewer and just be like, and you knew like everybody's poo from that month was getting sucked up, and you just needed to be not in Q Hall for eight like, hours. Why was that okay? Like, I know <laughs> multiple OSHA violations for sure. So, yeah, I remember like vacuum poo when that thing was just. Um, there was a, I mean, just like in one sentence, there's a kid that Chris Costello called No Neck, and we only talked to him in the elevator, but he was like. <laughs> He was like, it's like a kid who's like hairline, like went all the way to his shoulders, and he looked like 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 maybe he was a wrestler, like in high yeah, school. Yeah, like he had really big neck muscles. Like yeah, just like muscles. huge traps went straight up. And he yeah. up. No so, neck. so Chris, Chris naming Chris naming people reminded me of one of my favorite stories from freshman year that I had forgotten until just now. No neck, is sweet man. Uh, um, I'm crying here. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one, this one's good, guys. Okay, so, so there was, oh, there was this girl that every she did she wasn't in our ward or anything, but everybody thought she was pretty hot. Um, and she wore a lot of eye makeup. Was it Nala? <laughs> she wore a lot of eye makeup. And so one time, was she some, orange? No, I remember some fake tan. She girl just had, that turned orange, she, and we called her Orange Girl. Yeah, she, I remember she, she just had like Cleopatra. I mean, yeah, there, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, and so for whatever, I don't know why she came up because she was definitely one of the better looking girls like in the area. And like for one time, she ended up on our floor, and a group of us like started talking to her. <laughs> 
And Chris, Chris came into the conversation and was like, I am so glad we know your name now because up until this point, we just called yep. you too much eye makeup. Girl. I remember you said that. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and, do that to other people, and the answer is all of us would do that. That's so sad. And well, not to and, other people, just to girls, right? And, well, yeah. And, uh, I mean, like there are plenty of guys that we stabbed in the back too. Truth be told, yeah. and and it just oh. got qu- quiet like for so, a while. And she sort of hung out, and we kept talking, but she didn't continue in the conversation. She just yeah. stayed there for a few minutes, and then she disappeared. But like I saw her a week later. Surprisingly enough, yeah. <laughs> I, I I saw her a week later, and she was she had drastically reduced the um, amount of makeup she was wearing. I do remember that girl. I remember too much eye makeup, girl. I remember no neck. I remember carrot face. I remember, um, <laughs> but and do you remember that there was a girl? She also was not in our ward, but Chris said that she looked like Nala, like off of like Simba's girlfriend. Like, like, oh, yeah. dude, yes. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, and he's like, no, dude, for. A, like she's pretty cute for a human, but way cute for a lion. Or like, <laughs> I think I called her lion face. I didn't yes. know you had another name for her. And I'm and I'm sure you know. Like, I'm sure. I I I I hope that the girls were equally brutal to us. You know, like I'm sure. I was known as Gargantua Schnoz or something. You know, but I I just oh gosh yeah. There was no neck and carrot and. I make up in Nala. Were you Simba's... there on the judging of the ward directory, Paul? Oh, I remember Paul that. Has better judgment than that. I don't. Like... I don't think I was. I don't think I was there on the the judgment uh, of the ward directory. Like I did a lot of stupid stuff. I I was there <laughs> um, on the polar bear swim where we were like just in our chones, like jumping in to the pool. Um, and I remember we got busted by the cops. Oh, like. Yep like university cops or whatever <laughs> like you're not even real and lying i remember lying about our addresses when we live yeah. across the place yeah <laughs> well, I, i'm, I'm sure i'm sure that caused us to play f the police like by the time we like oh, dude. Got, and <laughs> but and thought we were so hard or something dude, so like, hard like <laughs> nwa for sure maybe that should be the, the out song um but i remember like being a little bit scared because we had done it for a few days and we had done it like we were trying to get like two weeks every day jumping into the pool and it was when it was really cold and I remember one day we passed one of the, the girls dorms and written like in huge, huge red, it said red rum, like on her window, you know, like, <clears throat> like from the shining and I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't jump in the pool guys, like there's like a sociopath or something, you know, like, so I, I remember that. Um, yeah, but I, I don't remember judging the girls uh, based on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I think everybody had their favorites, and there were definitely, like, some many conversations. Oh, we don't have to get into the, the yeah. rankings of, of Yeah, we, of the we won't go into the rankings. Judging. I was just wondering if you were involved. In I, I, don't think I, I don't even think I got the invite. I, I don't know if I was cool enough to, to get the invite for that one. Well, it was, in, uh, it was in William's room since William was on the computer taking uh, spreadsheet notes. No, Anthony. <laughs> no, I'm I'm shaking my head in like disbelief of yeah of like 18 year old misogyny and stupidity like yeah <laughs> I know well and I and I listened to the like the will reprisal or whatever like when when you talked about your my horrible your, idea your horrible idea I was like wow yeah I, I really hope that doesn't happen because no, 
that's a horrible idea. Well, I don't want to find out that I'm like a two or something, you know. Like I, I, I have married somebody who I think is really beautiful, and she lies to me a ton, telling me that I'm not ugly. And I would just really appreciate if that could stay that way, you know. Like it'd be hard to have uh, somebody tell me otherwise at this you're point. Looking, so. You're looking good, Paul. Hey, thank you, you Paul. I, I got. I don't know what you were like, but I, I don't know what the girls thought before your mission, but the girls that we interact interacted with after mission like everybody always wanted paul like i I, like i set you up with one of anna's really good friends once who's now happily married and i'm glad she married the dude that she did but you guys went on a date and like and like i remember that i remember that she was really cool and you and you were like oh she was really cool but uh no it's not happening and like and she talked to jan it was like Oh, make this happen! Like she's like, oh no, she's like, oh, no. if it can happen, make it happen. Like <laughs> people were definitely all about the the adult Paul. I miss I your pre- I miss your long curly hair, Paul. Oh gosh, so do I, man. I I'm kind of meeting Mother Nature halfway, keeping it with the buzz cut these days. I, I always felt like, I mean, I do have some hair, but I feel like it's going to become a cul-de-sac soon enough, and I just wanted to kind of ease into that instead of like bozo the clown on the sides and then just <laughs> nothing on top so yeah I, I miss that hair too so i i legitimately do like i have two recurring dreams one is that i'm called to go back on a mission and i'm always oh, sad dude, that I hate that dream. <laughs> that's the worst dream i think everyone has <laughs> yeah i'm like i have a family <laughs> i'm <laughs> 30 like, years old what am i doing they're like well don't worry we're gonna send you back to brazil you are you already know the language you'll be just fine i was like no i still have a family like sorry everybody who served from 03 to 05 has got to return i was like no uh, so My that's one i'm i'm in brazil on a mission for some reason stressing out about contacting people and baptizing people that like numbers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's one of my recurring ones. And the other one is that I have hair and it's curly and awesome. And, um, one of those I'm happy when I wake up and one of those I'm like, Oh, that would be sweet if I had curly hair and it was awesome. So yeah, those are my two dreams, I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have any other, um, yeah, what else is on your list? Um, let's see. I have, I have the, um, because I was a deep sleeper, the Anthony and crew would kind of mess with me a little bit. Like like I talked about that two-inch gap underneath the doors. Of, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We definitely like, did that. You know, under the doors of your room or whatever. And, I forgot and, about this. And they, and they would just go under the – like just under the door and it's like, Paul! <laughs> Paul, wake up, dude. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Wake up, dude. And then they would just run back to their room and it would be <laughs> – you know, four in the morning and I would like, I was like, Oh crap. Like I got to wake up. Like here I go, you know? And I would just stand out in the hall and I'd be in my underwear and I was just like becoming coherent and be like, wait, why am I in the hall in my underwear? And why is, why is nobody else out here? What's going on? I go like to the bathroom and still couldn't figure it out. And this happened multiple times. And then when I told them that like, dude, I had the weirdest dream that I went <laughs> in the hall, then it just like happened with some frequency, like twice a week. So, um, I remember homeless Kurt, like only playing dust in the wind. <laughs> uh, I remember Dave, Dave Glabe um, talking about how chicks dig like arm veins <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and like how it was like a mandate from God to, to date people. And, and we were kind of fed up with the dating scenes. Like, 
I know without a shadow of a doubt, like every fiber of my being, that if you'll date at least one hottie a week, I'm just like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, <laughs> I remember we lit those like gooey rubber yo-yo things that you could get at the creamery on fire. Um, and sometimes we just buy rubbing alcohol and light that on fire, like in pots and pans and stuff. Sometimes throw it out the window and it's still on fire. Um, and one other person that I, I think we've forgotten about, as long as we're talking about crushes and such, is Megan Hess. Do you remember Megan Hess, Anthony? No, the name. I don't immediately remember what she looks like. No, you won't. But this is why. She was not in our ward. She was not in any of our classes. Dallin and I went to the Dollar Theater. I think Jeff Chambers came with us. And we went and watched um, Eight Crazy Nights, that infamous Adam Sandler movie. Where he's, where he's like a cartoon um and after like 10 minutes like adam sandler was singing a song and like surfing on a garbage can in the snow and, and we're just like we can't watch this whole movie like we can't do this even though we only paid a dollar and we left uh we had i think we had walked down like from from dt down to the dollar theater and we found a place called leatherby's like Dude, leather, yeah, I grew up in Utah, so I, and I remember Leatherby's. Well. Yeah, Leatherby's. And we sat down and we're like, oh, can we have, um, you know, like, and Megan Hess came over and she was our waitress. And we thought she was the most beautiful person ever. And then. Dude, Megan Hess. Yes, exactly. Yes. And then, and then it became this thing. Like we. We, we started came, going, right? We started like, going and just so she would be our waitress and like. <laughs> And it, it was so desperate. It, I mean, like, it started out as, like, this insider's trading of, you know, of being like, dude, there's this girl named Megan Hess. You might want to go check her out. She works at Leatherby's. And then it was, like, 12 desperate freshman guys who were absolutely certain that this 24-year-old, probably married for five years, hottie, had it, you know, wanted all of us equally. And, um, wow. and, we, and we went and saw Megan Hess all the time. So... And we were always disappointed, like, if we went to Leatherby's and just got five pounds of ice cream per person, instead we wanted, like, Megan Hess to talk to us. So those are some, some memories. What else do I have written down, man? Um, I remember Chris Costello did a backflip at Ward Prayer when he, uh, when he was being introduced or whatever. Can't remember what it's called when they introduced them, but um, a spotlight maybe? Yes, yeah, yeah, spotlight. Spotlight. And then the girl that he was introduced, like, first of all, he did a backflip and I was like, whoa, you can do backflips. But then he introduced this girl and she ran marathons and she was also a twin, but she had a twin brother. And what he said, like, got a boo from, from the crowd. He was like, so such and such is a, is a great marathon runner. She's really nice. She's studying blah, blah, blah. And she has a twin. So when you're talking to her, you can never really be sure if it's her or her brother. <laughs> and I remember, I remember thinking that was so funny and like that nobody's cheeks would turn red. But he got booed, man, like almost thrown off the stage with that. <laughs> so I remember that. Um, yeah, I remember putting Coke on my cereal. At the Morris Center for some reason. Like, I know I, why. Why why did I? I can't even remember. Because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> right. But so when I was like a kid, like um I spent summers up at my grandma's house. Yeah. And for for some reason I was watching Coke commercials mm -hmm. and like 
the Coke jingle popped into my head, and I was like, huh, here's a good Coke jingle. If you want a bowl of cereal, don't drink, don't use milk, use Coca-Cola. <laughs> and so, like, I brought that up randomly yep, at some point. That was it. And so Paul's like, man, I'm, do- I- I'm doing that. I'm doing that. And, like, Paul, like, goes and, and like, I'm, like, they have it set up perfectly at the Morris Center that you oh, can yeah. do that. Yeah, and so Paul, Paul goes and does that, and he's, like, chowing down on it. He's like dude, this is good. You got to do this, man. He's like, this is so good. Yeah, I, I still, to this day, like, um, I mean, I don't drink a ton of Coke just because I'm 100 years old and I want to sleep like at nine o'clock. Like, but I like to this day, man, if there's an option to have some uh, frosted flakes and Coke, <laughs> I, I, I always take it. <laughs> I don't know when there would ever be that option. Yeah, but... it doesn't come up very often. I think once in a blue, never. And the only other thing I remember about Morris Center was um, that the waffle maker was the devil and that nobody could get a waffle to come out there. <laughs> like, like you, you got like your plastic cup and you poured it just like it said to on the instructions yep. and then you turned it over and in, in three minutes or whatever, it'd be like beep, beep, beep. So everybody would look over at you and you it would, would it would up. be like. I, I don't know if this is true, but I rem- I feel like it would be black on one side and like not even di- like just runny on the other oh, no, side. So so it, you just open it up and there would, half of your waffle would be on the top <laughs> and half of your waffle would be on the bottom. And everybody was looking over at you because it would have like the bomb shelter blaring noise just beep beep whose waffle is this beep beep and i remember like just being so embarrassed and just like looking at it and just walking away on multiple occasions like wanting to eat a waffle but not like having the guts to just like chuck like you know chink away at it with like a knife or a fork and just like leave my mess for somebody else to clean up oh those things were the worst remember uh rahul patil lived in the dorms and had to eat on Sundays, there wasn't any other place to eat except for the Morris Center. Yeah. And he didn't eat – he didn't like any of the food yeah. in the Morris Center. It was all crappy American food to him. Well, and like he wouldn't eat beef because of like religious purposes, right? So, right. yeah. Yeah, he couldn't eat anything in the Morris Center. He's like, man, this is so gross. And so he finally yeah. moved out into his house south of campus. Yeah. I remember that house too. And I think we went and visited him a couple times. Yeah. Rahul, I saw him after the mission. And I remember like running up to him and just giving him this bear hug and be like, Rahul, you're, you were such an important person to me. And like it was one of those sad moments where somebody who was really important to you, like you weren't equally important to them. And he's like, yeah, I remember you. Well, I got <laughs> class. And I was just like, oh, Rahul, I thought we were going to – you know, like one drink, two straws or something. I thought we were going to be <laughs> bosom buddies, but it, it just didn't happen. So there were, there were multiple occasions like that, I guess. But Rahul, I remember I saw him. He was a cool kid. Such a funny kid. He was funny. So funny. And he and Dorian just would like go back about like imperialism. and like <laughs> Cricket. Yeah, cricket. And whether like <laughs> India should still be part of England and whether it was better back then, like under their tyrannical despotism and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Those were funny things. Oh know. yeah, talk about your uh, milk challenge being lactose intolerant, dude. I yeah, I sent Anthony a, a picture of that actually, uh, 
I think somewhere I have one midstream because Tiffany and another girl took pictures of us as we were doing that gallon challenge. But yeah, I remember we drew pictures like like on the outside of our gallons and like we wrote little phrases to like pump ourselves up like um you know like, like we we were making fun of like Gatorade phrases and like Nike phrases where <laughs> pain is just weakness leaving your body and, and stuff like that and and we would draw like the Decepticon symbol on the um on the the gallon of milk I remember like drinking it so fast and everybody seemed to be drinking it so fast and I expected to throw up and I expected to be really sick that night because I'm not supposed to drink milk anyways. And I don't think I told you guys that. <laughs> but, uh, but what I didn't expect is like my lower back started hurting because like, like, you're, I don't, like you're in labor. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like so I don't know if dilation was taking place or what was going on, but my, my, like everything on the inside was just loaded up with I felt like it was like nine tenths of a gallon and I was sure that I was just going to die like that. So yeah, but that was, and, and then I remember because I was lactose intolerant when it passed through my body. Um, mm, how would you say it? Like I became quite gassy that night and I, I feel really bad for my roommate, Paul. I think we, we slept with the windows open. <laughs> That's the rated PG version of that story. That was, it was a sad night. I think I remember him like even waking up, like, gosh, man, like, what are you doing? You know, you can't drink milk. <laughs> just like, and it was just like multiple bus stops, you know, like that sound of like when a, when a bus, <laughs> like when a bus pulls into stop or like open its doors, it was just like. <sighs> <laughs> the hydraulics, right? Yeah, like the hydraulics, like that's what it was like all night. It was just bus stops. <laughs> And then Paul yelling at me. <laughs> oh, those were bad, bad moments. <laughs> and I love them. Those were the greatest moments too. Really funny. <laughs> uh, how about you guys? You guys remember anything amazing? Yeah, we. I mean, we've we've gone through a lot of the stuff. And... I know, oh man, yours was really serious, Anthony. Your your podcast, what? dude. Like, well, like the, the job. <laughs> I like. I like book noted it seriously at least. Yeah, yeah. Yours was I mean like tons of tons of funny stuff, but then there was the the John podcast like aspect of it. Like when he died, my uh like I don't know if, if anybody had known this because I was in the film major with him. He hadn't done any of his assignments like the whole year or the whole semester or whatever. And I like I would like he would always uh like give me a ride in his Jeep. And he would always listen to that um, Counting Stars song. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, Not it was yet. by the same guys who did like the Come My Lady, Come Come My Lady. But it was like, I'm seeing stars, I'm seeing stars. I can't even remember what it was, but you have to we'll look up that song too. Um, and he came over. But I, I would always ask him, I'm like, dude, like, are you going to turn in any of your assignments? He's like, oh, I'm going to be fine. And he had talked about how he had tested out of high school at like, 13 and it was true he really had like he'd spent years overseas and stuff um but he wrote one paper and my professor read it to us um after he died and he he only turned it into this one super awesome professor that I had named dean duncan and he read it to us and it was kind of a goodbye letter so i, I wonder about um 
like John's death, like if it was uh, an accidental kind of thing or planned based on that letter and, and the assignment that he turned in, I kind of think that it was something that he, he had planned out, you know? So, yeah. It's kind of a buzzkill portion of this conversation too. But yeah. I had uh, I had Dean Duncan as my intro to film teacher. Mm-hmm. And then after freshman year, I went and sold Dish down in Payson or Springville. Yeah. And I sold his wife Dish Network. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Did she go for it? They seem like yeah. kind of like Thoreau and Emerson or something. Like they wouldn't have Dish Network necessarily. Oh. That's, that's surprising. That was a good salesman. <laughs> you must have been. I, I've got so much um, respect for people who can do that. I – I hated knocking on doors even when I thought God was on my side. Like, there's no way that I could do that afterwards. I, I did some like telephone, like outbound calls uh, the first semester back after my mission, and I, I just, it was terrible. Oh, dude, what was that hellhole that you and Dave worked in? Boston Research Group, BRG. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it was so bad, like, so bad. And, Oh, I just hated it. Dave would like just make up like numbers and it did just fine. Um, I didn't show up to work for two months and I came back in. I was like, Hey guys, uh, I'm going to work today. They're like, Oh man, we thought you quit. I was like, no, I'm going to work today. Like, okay. Like, and they just put me next to a computer. Like, I didn't show up for two months. It was, Oh, that was the worst. so I, I got a lot of respect for you there, Chad. Like I was, I was listening to you and, is Jason right? Who did a ton of yeah we like, worked together for four years? Oh, like summer sales, like door to door, like yeah, for four wow. months. Yeah, wow. it was great. <laughs> really? Was it I don't have nightmares about that. I have nightmares about waking up on a mission. Because <laughs> oh, I don't know. It, it, I maybe I've done a disservice, and I have like this stereotypical like summer sales guy in my brain, like. Like the faux hawk guy who meets me right at the bottom of campus and hey there, winner, you wanna make thirty thousand in the summer? <laughs> Live in a cool place like Akron, Ohio. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. Like Des Moines. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna go. Yeah, so but but maybe maybe not all summer sales reps were created equal or equally and, and you were there. Uh, I think me and Mayor were we work with some of those, but me and Jason we kept it pretty low profile. Yeah. We tried to work as little as possible. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like, and it kind of became a mantra for life. Like, wait a second. <laughs> oh, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. All right, let's go to work for a couple hours. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. See, because the guys we talked to, they were like, oh, yeah, this is easy. You just work like four 15s and then like one 12 a week, and that's it. And I was like, whoa, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, don't do it. People listening, don't don't do it. Yeah, it's a bad I, bad idea. <laughs> I wondered like how much of your soul like one would lose, like per diem or whatever. But I, I got a lot of respect for anybody who can can do it because just not my bag, <laughs> not my bag. Anthony, dude, <laughs> I can only imagine you. <laughs> you know, it's not me. So yeah. like, I I did work at the apex call center for a while, like taking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are like, inbound calls, right? Right, right helping out all the people that had already been sold yeah but like the whole time that i was working there i was like reading <laughs> i like in between phone calls i was reading 
I don't know, like communist tracks. Yeah, something. like Kafka. <laughs> and and like I was like, ah, uh, like why am why am I in the belly of the beast? Like what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Apex. Why why are we there? Your sister in law or no, your wife's my wife got me a job there and she she was making Boku bucks and uh negotiated with her manager to to start me out at a higher rate also. She's still your sugar mama. That's cool. She she is my sugar mama, but she doesn't make a lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because she does social. I do social work so that I can be a teacher, and both are incredibly lucrative. Incredibly, uh, just rolling in it, man. It's all right, man. That's that's why I bought a new bike instead of a new car and and other things. So don't worry, man. One of these days, you and I and our Combined families will have to share an airstream and love it. Be great. Man. Let's start our nudist colony somewhere. I'm furry enough; no one will even care. They're just like, "Hey, yeah. it looks like he's wearing a body sweater or whatever." So, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, I won't comment on what I look like without clothes on. <laughs> well, shoot. Should we, uh, it's been an hour 20. Should we, any, anything else? Um, I mean, or should we cut it? Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, fun. I, I, I don't, it would just be rehashing old episodes. So yeah. yeah, I think so too. Like all of my, my funny experiences or, or cool experiences, like we kind of all had together, like it was a hilarious year with very little sleep with so much fun and so many guitars and like you said, we were all judging girls way harshly, and but but I only know I don't know. Do you think that was that was true though? Like I mean, like we did judge girls really harshly, but I also think like if anybody would have given us a head scratch, we would have like totally not anymore. I mean, like oh wait, we don't care how hot you are. You're a girl, and you're actually talking to us and not hating us. Like so, I wonder sometimes. But yeah, it was fun. We talked about. Um, preference did you go to preference anthony uh i think i did uh dan clark's roommate um brett christensen i think was his name the guy who looked like jim carrey but was a smaller version of him yeah he uh they were from alaska and he had this friend from high school that lived down in uh heritage Mm -hmm. and Brett was like talking to her one day and he was like, Hey, do you like, were you going to go to preference? Like, can I help you out with that at all? And, and, uh, and she was like, yeah, you're, you're, if I could go with your friend, Anthony, like I I would totally go. And so Anthony, I was like, you know, I didn't know what this girl thought or whatever, but so we went and she just the whole time. I don't know why, like, from the beginning did not seem into it even though like she had suggested it apparently and like i went to like try to give her about a different anthony (laughs) yeah i guess what's that really buff guy's name who's like (laughs) i and i isn't it anthony (laughs) and i thought like i thought like a hug was just normal protocol at like the end of the day and she was like here you go here's my hand let's shake and I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, Pioneer lady. <laughs> <laughs> Go, yeah. 
man. Was she wearing a denim skirt the whole time too? She was not. Maybe maybe that was her being really forward, and I I could be living on the Alaskan frontier now, but but I'm pretty happy where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I I had a semi tragic preference experience, but who did you go with? That's a good question. Um, don't remember her name, but I do remember that she was 27 and living in the freshman dorms. She was in our ward. She was 27 and living in the freshman dorms. And I'd met her at ward prayer, which was a weird thing for me sometimes. Um, but I met her at ward prayer and she asked me. And then because it was a preference dance, I assumed that like she would set everything up. Like, it, wouldn't that kind of make sense or whatever? Like, like they prefer yeah. you, therefore, like they set up the date or whatever. And I remember, like, she came over, um, and I had a little corsage for her. She had a little boutonniere, and she said, "So, where are we going?" I was like, <laughs> "Uh, like what?" Like, and she's like, "So, so where are we going?" I was like, "Well, um, like to preference, obviously." Like she asked me, she's like, "No, but before, like, there's." There are tons of things like people are going out to eat or like some people are going to go watch a movie first. Like, where are we going? It's like, oh, like, so I had to do like fast thinking. Like, um, I had to ask two other people because they were going to go to a dinner first. Like, they both had sports cars and there wasn't room for like the guy and the girl plus the two of us. So like our preference date, like we split up. And I went in one car, like third wheeling with one couple, and she went in another car, third wheeling with another couple. We got, <laughs> the, we got it was, so that was rough. It was off to a rough start. We got to the dance. She'd like never been to a dance before. She thought they were only gonna slow dance, and like when any song was fast, like it just it was really kind of interesting to say the least. I am a bad dancer, but girls usually aren't, and it was like I was. Anyways, that was that was rough. <laughs> and then, like, so, um, and then after that, we went to some girl's house, and or her grandma's house, I think, and it kind of smelled like mothballs. And we went in the basement, and they were watching a scary movie with Audrey Hepburn where she's blind, and um, I, I can't remember what that one's called yeah. either. I've seen some of it. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I feel like mostly what I've said during this podcast is like, I can't remember what it's called, but, and then you guys have to put words in my mouth. But anyways, so we watched this movie. Um, wait until dark. Wait until dark. There you go. Good Anthony. IMDB. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait until dark. And as I recall, like everybody with their respective dates was kind of sitting in this, like um, this half circle of, of love seats, right? Like, there were probably something like six or seven couples. And as I remember, as the hours kind of went and went and went, people were getting like more and more sensitive with their respective dates, hand holding, like tickling, other sensitive things. And like, <laughs> and I remember sitting there th like thinking, I am not going to do this. Like, this has been the worst date of my life. Like, where a 27-year-old who lives in the dorms asked me out and I had to like do some scrambling to go sit in the back of a sports car where my legs fell asleep before we got to a barn where we danced, where it was awkward. And now I'm watching a movie from the 60s and watching other people get sensitive. I am not going to do this. So about halfway through the movie, she like 
reached over to like hold my hand and I rolled over and pretended I was asleep for the next <laughs> hour of movie. Like oh. I was awake. I heard that whole movie. I could quote you lines. Like I know everything that happens in it, but I pretended that I was asleep for an hour. Oh. So I would not have to have like any more awkward interludes or whatever. So that was that was my preference. Maybe that's how He-Man Woman Haters Club like was initiated. <laughs> like similar experiences were just like, dude, what is happening? We need to shut this down. So yeah. And that's all I have to say about that, my friends. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> that was preference. You're, you're a great guy, Paul. Like <laughs> you guys you. are too. I love you guys. Make good choices. Remember who you are. You're wonderful. Anthony, anything else? Or should we call it a, a an episode? Let's call it an episode and uh, go to the postcast. All right. <laughs> and cut at 128. Come on. You think you drive me crazy. Well, come on. Come on. Oh uh...